0: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. You can apply today and become a member and be immediately connected with ads that connect with your audience. That's right. Our ads connect with our audience, right? We do that.
1: You know, we connect with our audience. The people are the most important part of this podcast, you know, aside from all the voices inside of my head. But you know what really helps uh, everyone involved connect with the people? Podgo. That's
0: true. And the Podgo bag. What's something you've spent your Podgo bag on recently?
1: Um, I got a burrito yesterday. Nice. I don't nice. know if Podgo bag directly influenced that, but let's just say it did. I spent a collection of, of Podgo bags
0: on Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. To play with the fiance. It's a video game that she can play.
1: Also, got the newest Apple Watch. Don't actually have it yet because it's on back order for until like the end of November. But let's just say that the Podgo bag also helped with that.
0: And if you have a podcast and you want the Podgo bag for yours, you got to go to podgo.co at podgo.co. And when you get there, be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome across Body of Work. My
1: name is Evan. I am Javier. And
0: stand back. Gregory Helms is here.
1: I mean, Sh- Gregory Helms, Shane Helms, the Hurricane, Sugar Hol- Shane.
0: Hollywood Gregory Helms.
1: Hollywood Greg Helms. He's a man of many names, many faces. But let's be honest, the only thing we care about is when he's wearing those neon parachute pants. And buddy singing, we like Backstreet Boys in sync too. <laughs> Britney Spears is kinda cute. We watch TRL on MTV. I forgot what comes next. <laughs> three
0: count. Uh, yeah, we are covering the career of Shane Helms this week. Gregory Helms, whatever you wanna call him. And yes, we are going to cover three count. Uh, what do you know about Greg Helms? What is your your uh, your impressions of him? What do you remember about
1: him? He's one of the North Carolina people, right? He's part World of the wrestling. North Carolina
0: pipeline. Yeah, you know yeah, he he's... Shannon Moore, the Hardys, that whole crew.
1: Yeah, he, he was a part of that collection. I mean, honestly, I, I just remember him at first, obviously, as the Hurricane because he was the Hurricane when I started watching wrestling. Same. Um, I remember when he when he came back as a... Sh- Gregory Helms after a while he was the cruiserweight god he was a cruiserweight champion for a super long time 385 days and we will get to that yeah um and I thought that was cool I really liked the cruiserweight division around that time because they had had a bunch of fun people and they weren't given a lot of time but they were having really fast really fun matches anything anytime I get to see Paul London just going ape shit uh I really appreciated it um and yeah I just remember him having like the coolest accent but more than anything let's be honest What we both remember is
0: what's up with that? A great line, a great line. I remember um, Hurricane was like the weird thing is that Hurricane in my mind is a gimmick. I'm like, oh, they probably got like a year out of that. He was Hurricane for like four years. He was Hurricane for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. and because it's a good gimmick. And this is before superheroes were like the big thing in pop culture.
1: Yeah, it was like the entirety of the ruthless aggression era. I feel like he was there again.
0: He was hurricane for a long time. So, we're going to cover some of the hurricane, but we are going to talk first about three count. But before we get into the world's greatest boy band, all of the housekeeping things, wherever you're listening, be sure to rate five stars. It helps the pot out tremendously as well. Tell your friends we want to keep trending. This past week, we were on the charts in Australia and the UK. Very cool. Uh, ahoy, whatever the fuck y'all say there. We ahoy. like you for listening. Ahoy, oi, oi is what it is. Oi! Yeah. The USGPs
1: this weekend. Let's go, Daniel Ricardo. Uh,
0: there's your F1 reference. Check it off. Uh, we start selling bingo cards so people can start doing their own fucking checking off of every episode. That's going to be
1: one of our merch shirts. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, be sure to follow us on social media at Crossbody Work on Twitter. We are closing in on 2,000 followers. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, and the merch table, we already mentioned, the merch table is open, fullpressshop.com. Yeah, that's all the housekeeping stuff.
1: You do all the housekeeping stuff, not me. Yeah,
0: I think I nailed it. Uh, Let's start. So Gregory Helms, of course, we talked about, he's from the North Carolina Pipeline, joined WCW in May 1999 alongside Shannon Moore. And in December 1999, they joined up with Evan Courageous to make three count uh, a boy band.
1: I'm fighting so hard to not sing the song. It's
0: such a good gimmick. Especially for the time. It's so good. It's
1: so underrated. I, I don't get it. Like no one. to. Why don't we talk about the recount better? It's incredible. Because it's they a- were
0: in WCW near the end of days.
1: It's, it's a boy band gimmick at the perfect time for boy bands. It's true. Boys, it's true. Like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were two of the biggest attractions in all of in music. The world. Literally in all of music. It's insane how big they were at the time. Yeah, the fact that Three recount didn't get, like,
0: more flowers for being just a really good gimmick at the right time is crazy. But then again, WWE didn't really know what to do with them, other it's than be annoying, because they're like, there's no intersection between boy band fan and wrestling fans. Yes, there is.
1: Everyone is a boy band fan. Don't yes. let them fool you. They Don't may worry. say, no, I listen to metallica metallica and fuck or fucking tupac or whatever the fuck motherfucker you're listening to backstreet boys too it's tearing up your heart too motherfucker did you have any
0: bands growing up that you were like no i don't listen to them and then you'd listen to them on your own and be like no, 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 no this is- i
1: still to this day will fight you if you say i listen to blink 182 but i know every single one of their songs i remember i don't know why i don't know why i have a personal like hatred for blink 182 but yeah i love their music <laughs>
0: When I was in middle school, uh, everybody was like, "I love Fall Out Boy," and I was like, "They're stupid. I hate. Fuck them. you. I and, hate you. You and, then and I people go home like you." And
1: it listen to Fall Out Boy. No, you and fucking people like you who are like Fall Out Boy, fucking Panic at the Disco. They fucking suck. No, but that's the thing Is it was only Fall Out Boy? I had, yeah, but I then you like, fucking turned around here. and and sung "Thanks for the Memories" and fucking. Uh, any fucking song of theirs off of that fantastic 2005 album that I'm blanking on the title of because it's weird as fuck. Yeah. And you were singing every single song. You were like, I confess, I messed up. Chuck it up, sorry, it's like you still.
0: thing I love most about those bands is the fact that they uh, name all of their songs like three sentences long. <laughs> It's the dumbest fucking. I know. Vanek
1: at the Disco had it right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> they had a song. They had two songs back to back that on the on their uh, the first album that was literally just a very iconic Natalie Portman line from the movie Closer. It's just lying is the most fun a girl can have without her cl- without taking her clothes off, and then it follows up with, but it's better if you do.
0: <laughs> what I, artistic geniuses? Just like three count. So we're looking at the first match. It is New Blood Rising, a notoriously bad pay-per-view. And it is a three I need on to look three, at the rest of the card. <laughs> three on three ladder match. Uh, three count versus Jung Dragons. Um yeah, so Jung Dragons being Kazayashi, Yun Yang, which is Jimmy Wang Yang, and Jamie Son, which is Jamie Noble. We get
1: masked Jamie Noble. <laughs> I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah, it's Jamie Noble.
1: <laughs> I just called him the mask guy in all my notes. No,
0: it's Jamie Noble. I, I,
1: well, Jamie I knew Hollywood. Jimmy Wang Yang was Jimmy Wang Yang, because yeah. he looks like Jimmy Wang Yang, but sure with does. slightly longer hair. And, and I didn't that, know who the other guy was. Even
0: better uh, sideburns.
1: I did not know who the third guy was. Kaz, whatever. I just called him Kaz. Kaz Hayashi. Um, so Tank Abbott
0: is out with, with three counters of security guards, and it must be noted that he has cut nipples out of his shirt. First just, off, like just like Regina George, he is a fashion icon
1: or like that episode of South Park where people just keep rubbing their nipples for some reason.
0: <laughs> this is good content already.
1: Fantastic content. This is already going on to the pantheon for the podcast. It's true. Uh,
0: so Tank Abbott is here. He started inserting himself as an uninvited backup dancer because he was protecting them and he was a super fan. Three Count had a few with the Jung Dragons. It continued as the Dragons stole their gold record and their recording contract. And this match has very confusing rules. Above the ring are the gold record and the recording contract. The match apparently doesn't end until the recording contract is brought down. The yeah. gold record means nothing. Three Count just wants it back. It's, it's very
1: weird. weird. It I didn't get no it. makes no fucking sense. I don't understand the stipulation, to be honest. I thought you just had to pull both down. But um Tank fucking Abbott. My, we need to pause for a second here. Because Tank Abbott was like is like legitimately one of the more like important figures in mixed martial arts Correct. and cage fighting as a whole. Uh, yes. in the in the 90s. Like he's one of the people that really helped popularize it. You know, there, obviously yeah. there's your Ken Shamrocks, there's your Dan Severance, there's all that all those people, your, you know, your hands, your your Gracies, everyone there. Tank Abbott was somewhere in that mix towards the lower end of it but in that mix still and the fact that he's out here just fucking vibing out with three count i envy the man i envy the man
0: yeah he's just jamming it's like how snoop Dogg does everything weird now like he's just done his whole regular career he's like all right well i'm gonna be in the mandalorian now
1: does he have a song with bts because he probably does
0: i would i would assume so uh
1: what were your thoughts on the match this match was fucking chaos. I really liked it though. It was crazy. I like. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil the next match, but we uh, actually, I'm going to spoil the next match. So it's back to back ladder matches. Yeah. Fun fucking start to this episode. You did a great job picking matches. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the first note I had about the actual match was that there's tags
0: in a ladder match, and that lasts all of twelve seconds.
1: Not even. <laughs> Literally not even. It was like who started the match? It was Shannon and, and one of the other and games. Uh, Noble. Yeah, and it's like okay, within five seconds they were just done. Yeah, <laughs> they were
0: out on that. There was a there was a mad dash to the ladders. Uh, Yang has it all by himself. He gets interrupted by Moore. Moore gets back body dropped onto a ladder. There's so many spots in this match. It's just the shit keeps hitting. Dude, the they band.
1: fucking dipped for yeah, those ladders. They sprinted. Those motherfuckers were were trying to break Usain Bolt's record. Also. Um, because I am a scumbag of a human being, Brock Lesnar is facing Roman Reigns, and I'm watching it. Uh, we have taken out the referee. Oh, Charles man. Robinson was murdered on an F5 attack. Oh, Charles Robinson. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, lone, lone H. Hey, WCW. Uh, yeah,
0: Italian. There you go. Yeah, they
1: did to the thing. Shannon gets rocked on a fucking ladder. Yep. Absolutely murdered on a ladder. Jimmy Wang Yang gets crushed on a ladder ladders become the the uh the weapon of choice this is the first time actually i've seen a ladder match that was like a proper big promotion like a wwe wcw whatever where the ladder is used as a weapon in a way where it's like a legit weapon yeah like
0: they're fucking throwing it at each other
1: like you see that in you know like ladder wars and ring of honor or like fucking you know random independent shows here or there um but you never really see it at that way. in like WWE, it's more like, Oh, I'm going to drop kick you into a ladder <laughs> or I'm going to scoop slam you into a ladder or I'm going to put you on a ladder and then jump on you. You know, stuff like that. Like here, the ladder was really a focal point of like all of the offense that was done for like a solid 15 minute stretch or whatever the fuck.
0: First big spot is that all three of the Jung dragons are stacked on top of a ladder. That's kind of wedged in the corner and then Shannon Moore gets launched onto them. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, like a cool little leapfrog launch. He like yeah. gets launched by a uh, by, I think it was Helms that launched. Yeah, we get uh, a we get a of actually speaking of non ladder spots. I just called my fucking bluff here. Uh, we get a really cool springboard Doomsday device by three count. By Um, both teams,
0: it happens. It happens on both sides. Three count does one to one member of the Jung Dragons, and the Jung Dragons do one on the other side to the other member of. I did not
1: notice that other side. I just saw the three count one.
0: Yeah, I'm a terrible focused on the boy band.
1: Yes, I'm focused on the side that matters. Um, There's a at one point. There's a ladder fall, and Jimmy Wang Yang gets fucking rocked off the ladder. What a sell! He literally gets so he gets uh like he falls, lands on the top rope, obviously hits the rope and then yeah. bounces and he fucking makes it to the other side of the goddamn ring it's wild um then we get the dive to the outside
0: uh and courageous meets yang on a ladder Moore does a pull down neck breaker and then helms with another neck breaker off the ladder too helms this is the point neck breakers first it's off this is the point
1: thing. uh where i just wrote mad ladder high spots yes <laughs>
0: yes that's all i
1: wrote just mad ladder high spots
0: um the my favorite moment of the whole match comes pretty soon after that it is a nasty move that just happens hold on javier has a stunned look in his face
1: spoiler alert roman reigns beat brock lesnar yeah not by dq acknowledge him nobody cares now uh well the usos were out so i assume they got this will
0: tell you exactly when we record these episodes by the way there you go there's a timestamp for you yeah, it's um, always around the same time. It's usually around the same time. So my favorite move of the whole match happens right now. Um there's a roundhouse kick by Yang, like a like a crescent kick. And then Kaz kicks a jumping Shannon Moore directly in the face.
1: Oh my god, dude.
0: Moore tries he, I don't know what Moore was doing, but he was jumping somewhere and this kick clearly kicks Moore directly in the face and he drops like a sack of potatoes and it is
1: hilarious. Shannon Moore got the run out of a lot of fucking this shit. Poor bro, fucking matches. man. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he got brutalized. At one point, Evan Courageous is like fighting a 2-on-1 battle with a bum ankle. I don't know what the hell is going on here. But he clotheslines the shit out of one of the, the Young Dragons. And then with the bum ankle, hits a snap power slam on the ladder on Jimmy Wang Yang.
0: Yeah, I said he was really carrying the match for right now. And that right around there, I was like, what? happened to Evan courageous because he didn't really come over to I don't even know who Evan courageous <laughs> is. he didn't come over to WWE when when he, they got bought out and things like that so I looked him up on Twitter and he has like a thousand followers and retweets COVID vaccine paranoia bullshit and I was like oh all right
1: well tank rabbit you know they get the mass dude goes for the gold record uh which I guess is Jamie Noble Jamie Noble goes for the gold record gets it drops it tank Abbott now has it He's not letting that record go.
0: And in my mind, I'm like, oh, the match is over. But The match is not over, because I guess it's more about the recording contract, not the uh, not the album. And Tank Abbott is like, I earned this cool record. Brother is like fucking Gollum. He's like, my precious. My precious. Uh, precious. Tank knocks over both ladders when I mean, there were guys on it. Uh, I think Shannon Moore was on one of them, and he gets knocked off a ladder by tank which like that's a shame because that's your team that's your
1: yeah why the fuck does he knock over both (laughs) i don't know
0: uh evan craig is up on a ladder and he gets the recording contract so they win (laughs) it just kind of happens out of
1: nowhere yeah these rules are very very confusing i don't think he was supposed to knock down that ladder the second like the ladder was shannon on it i think they just kind of improvised after that and then abbott runs away with the recording contract which is great
0: yeah yeah a fun match, a very fun start, and the fun continues because now at Starcade 2000 we get a triangle ladder match. That's right, three tag teams. It is three count versus the Jung Dragons versus Noble and Courageous. So but it's not really a tag team match. It's not. It's kind of just a six man match. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So the three teams, obviously three count, is Morin Helms, Jung Dragons is, is Cash and Yang. And then Noble and Courageous team up because Courageous was kicked out of three count for hogging the limelights and Justin Timberlake bullshit. Uh, he teams up with Jamie son, who left Jung Dragons and unmasked to become Jamie Noble, except it's Noble with a silent K.
1: Um. So here to are Noble. my first three notes on this match. Okay. Whoa, who is the baddie with the Asian dudes? Wait. <laughs> go ahead. No, go oh,
0: ahead. Do you know, go ahead. Do you want the answer to that yes. question? Uh, her name in WCW is Leia Mao, but you probably know her in ECW as. Uh, Uh, kimono wanalea
1: yeah i don't know her um anyways i then i wrote wait evan is that evan courageous with jamie noble and not three count what which you gave the answer to Uh, my third note is siri play traitor by olivia rodrigo (laughs) yeah
0: yeah fucking traitor um so the winner of the match and when i say winner i mean one person would get a cruiserweight championship match that's right we have a tag team triple threat ladder match to determine the number one contender for a singles title held by Chavo Guerrero in an outfit I would wear today. (laughs) He is in his like, I found it was hip at the time. You can find that whole outfit at value village tomorrow.
1: What the fuck is value village?
0: Oh, it's like our big thrift store in Canada.
1: Ah, so it's your Goodwill. Yes. There you go. Okay. So we need to talk about it because the match starts off. It's Shannon Moore and Kaz um with tag rules again for 12 i don't understand what's happening here it's one person wins this match it's whoever gets the contract off the top rope or off the the thing wins the match yep one person this is not a tag team match this is a free-for-all six-man match what is happening right here i don't know wcw um anyways so shannon starts off with kaz and they fuck up badly badly To the point, so I don't know what the hell the move was supposed to be. I really don't. I could not tell you. But it ends up with Kaz getting spiked on the top of his fucking head. And I legitimately thought he broke his neck. And yet he pops up and is fine. (laughs) Anyways, Shannon went to go get a ladder and Evan Courageous just gets off the apron and beats him up and throws him back in the ring. It's like, first off, literally any of you could get in the ring at any point. Yeah, there's no fucking rules. It's a ladder match, a free for all. Latter match. Yep. Eric Bischoff should have been fired so long ago. <laughs> so Vince Russo, whoever the fuck is in charge, gotta
0: go. Especially booking this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are up to the ladders, uh, three count, sneak their own ladder from under the ring and almost get the, the contract. It's a contract again up there. Genius. Uh, but they were interrupted by the junk dragons. Um, Kaz with a moonsault onto the ladder. And the first note I wrote was, this match is going to be a train wreck like it's just going to be like the last one. It's going to be a fucking nightmare yeah
1: yeah so yang uh yang drop kicks a ladder into noble and uh courageous and then cat hits the springboard moonsault onto the ladder which in turn is onto them um there's a really fun little spot here so there's a ladder placed on the middle rope in the corner mm-hmm. with the middle turnbuckle and jamie noble like very quickly, Drop Toll holds the shit out of Shane Helms onto the ladder. I'm yeah. surprised his face did not explode. I with had Joey
0: Mercury flashbacks.
1: Yeah, he fucking hit that ladder so fast and hard. There yeah. was no time to brace himself. Uh, at one point, they tried to flap Jack Kaz
0: onto a ladder, but he also goes face first. It's a lot of people not protecting their face and head in this match.
1: Yeah, Evan and uh, Jamie Noble fight over who gets to climb the ladder for the contract. Fucking Evan just turns on everyone the worst fucking traitor
0: that's right (laughs) olivia Rodrigo.
1: traitor by olivia rodrigo i don't know if siri activated but she would be doing it right now if she was
0: (laughs) um yeah courageous pulls down noble they can't agree on who is going to get the title shot because of course that was going to be a thing that happens in this match because there's one title shot i wrote so many dives yes because then in order it's like yang onto more um helm's clubs yang from behind dumps to the outside and hits a senton kaz then does it courageous with a springboard dive Moore is back up springboard moonsault noble who's the one who avoided all of it just goes up the ladder
1: yeah then he gets knocked off the ladder onto the pile outside
0: (laughs) yep by yang uh yang makes a ladder bridge in the ring i always get excited whenever a ladder bridge is made in a ladder match i'm like ooh, we're hitting the end game now I'm yeah, like, and then, strange.
1: And then fucking he's on the thing and he hits a fucking reverse power slam somehow. I don't know how the fuck he managed to do that. I was like, Evan Courageous is good at wrestling. This man's Look at him go. I was like, whoa. And Shannon hits a flying leg lariat. That was vicious. It was to the back of the head on, I think, Jamie Noble. It was fucking brutal.
0: Yeah, it was nice, though.
1: I was like, uh, God, I- it's brutal out here.
0: God, how many Lafayette Rodrigo for you going puns are in your notes? Um, Helms and Noble also get the ladder. We get a sunset flip power bomb to Helms by Noble, which was one of the most organic looking like move off a ladder things I've ever seen in my life. It literally looked like Noble thought of it on the in the moment was like, you know what, I can do this. Mm, I liked it. I could do this. I could do this. Yeah,
1: some good stuff. What happens next? um next we get a oh shit shannon moore hits an inverted ddt off the ladder on jimmy wang yang this is dope um sorry shane fucking shane helms is the craziest netbreaker i've seen in my life yep uh noble hits a sunset power powerbomb off the ladder uh on helms shannon had then hits the inverted ddt batty uh i forget her name already hits leah meow I'm never gonna get that. Hits noble with some stick. I, I assume she's working on the dominatrix gimmick. Yeah, I, I think so. Because vibes. That's all I gotta say about that. The vibes are high. It's oh, very you know, so she was like using the stick on Kaz to like motivate him. So it's, I was like, oh. it's very
0: spooky season two.
1: I guess <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on what you're into. I don't know. Uh, Evan and Kaz are the only ones alive and start fighting with ladders. And yep. uh, then we get one of the coolest shit I've ever seen. So homeboy, uh, I, I believe it's Jimmy Yang goes for a fucking straight jacket slam, and Kaz just go, comes out from nowhere on the other side and turns it into a power bomb. Yeah, they call it a
0: crisscross power bomb to carry just by the Jung Dragons. I was like, what the fuck? And then the Jung Dragons decide that they need a better ladder bridge, so they build a ladder bridge between three ladders. Three count comes back in. Noble fucking Tombstone Shannon Moore. <laughs> yeah uh courageous beats down helms and then kaz meets noble and Ladderbridge and gets just punched off like comically like he, he takes one good shot and it's just like all right i'm out <laughs> okay hans gruber off the side of the building
1: uh noble hits a fucking jumping tombstone to Shaden. yeah i said that it's crazy oh shit sorry i guess i do a bad job of listening to you when you talk sorry i don't mean to be the more entertaining one of the two <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh, see so this is—I'm
0: gonna turn on you like three count. Turned on Evan Courageous. Did you
1: talk about the three hundred kick?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Go ahead.
1: Evan Courageous gets fucking three hundred kicked. Like fucking, this is Sparta by Kaz. It was hilarious. We we're on the ladder bridge. Evan just gets dobed He fucking lands on the middle on the top rope, uh, corner turnbuckle, whatever the fuck it's called, and it just lands outside. We never see him again.
0: He is dead. Shannon Moore skins the cat on the ladder bridge to do a hurricane run to Yang off the top of the bridge, and then skins the cat again to get back up to the top. And I was like, this dude is athletic. I wrote,
1: he is a super athlete. And then they get to the top, and it's just Shane Helms and Shannon Moore. And what's gonna happen, Evan? Are we gonna get a, are we gonna get a, 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 a driver's license song from one of these two because they got turned on by their partner? Well, what was gonna happen here, Evan? Tell the people. Three
0: count, look at each other on the bridge time stops a moment is is shared and they shake hands and both use their other hand to pull down the title shot together they're gonna both challenge Chavo Guerrero tomorrow night
1: and then they they looked over at Evan and they were like do you do you get deja vu when he's with you
0: I so hope the Olivia Rodrigo punts are done uh it was fun to start with two ladder matches it really was
1: I very much enjoyed this. This is my favorite match of the bunch, this ladder. It's the second one.
0: It was a crazy time. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we get back, we're looking at uh, the beginnings of the hurricane. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back from the break, WWF picked up Helms' contract when they bought out WCW. And he actually started out as Hollywood Gregory Helms, which is something he would go back to eventually but became the Hurricane in August 2001. He won the European title. He won the hardcore title. He famously was uh, turned on by his partner, Mighty Molly, at WrestleMania X8 in one of my favorite little backstage segments, probably of all time in WrestleMania, when Molly just, she clocks him with the pan, right? Yes. Yeah, it's so fucking good.
1: Fuck that bitch.
0: (laughs) How mean of Mighty uh, Mighty Molly. Uh, He also teamed with Lance Storm, which I did not remember.
1: What? Hurricane.
0: There was a team. It was Hurricane, Mighty Molly, Lance Storm, and Ivory. Yeah. These are things I found in the research. I did not remember
1: that whatsoever. You know what I call that for for a hurricane? What? One step forward, three steps back. Jesus fucking Christ. All right.
0: Uh, Our next match is after he's drafted to SmackDown, Hurricane would win the Cruiserweight Championship in a a triple threat match. But we're looking at his defense at the King of the Ring 2002 versus a familiar foe, Jamie Noble, now without the K. Um, Hurricane obviously had his uh, civilian alter ego, Gregory Helms. Yes. And uh, he was getting notes. There were notes about how they knew who the Hurricane was. And turns out they were planted by Nydia, who in kayfabe is Helms' ex-girlfriend. And she decided to debut her new boyfriend to beat up the hurricane. And this is how Jamie Noble was debuted as the
1: boyfriend of Nydia and as a wrestler in WWE. Uh, So clearly, this is all about jealousy, jealousy. (sighs) And, you know, (laughs) it's funny because all Nydia wanted to be for, for Gregory Helms was enough for you in the run-up to this, they beat the shit out of Hurricane consistently,
0: and they even unmasked Favorite him. crime. They unmasked him. No! Yeah, I know, and the next week, uh, Jamie Noble had a match for the number one contendership, One, I think he beat Billy Kidman, and, and after he won, Nidia celebrated with him in the ring by putting the, the Hurricane mask on him, which she had kept in her pants. It's weird, it's weird, right?
1: Hey Greg, I hope you're okay.
0: It's weird. It's weird. Uh, I just got his mask back, lift. but Nydia still has his cape. And uh, so this is the match: Nidia and, and Jamie Noble come out. Nidia has the cape, and obviously Helms is the
1: cruiserweight champ. What did you think of the match? You know, I thought this match was fun. I, I did. It was funny because it's like it's a good match. Because Hurricane is kind of the serious one in this, which you don't really expect. Because
0: Noble is such, the way that he characterizes the trailer park thing is so goofy. Yeah, like he does such a like campy job of it that somehow Hurricane becomes the one that's more grounded in
1: reality. It's fucking weird. Anyways, uh I love the Hurricane gimmick. The Hurricane gimmick was yes. hilarious. We got to talk more,
0: more about it in general.
1: Yeah. The best thing the Hurricane gimmick is the fake k when he just uses his arm like this. Yes. <laughs> and brings it forward like he puts his arm in a little sling. It's fucking hilarious.
0: The fact that he was so committed to the bit, too. Like, Helms was, oh he's a huge superhero. Like, he has the Green Lantern tattoo on his shoulder. Like He's he the perfect knows, person to play he's the, the Hurricane. the perfect person for it. So the fact that he was just so committed to being like, I'm going to be someone who believes that they are a superhero on their end. I will run. I will do whatever
1: you want me to do in this gimmick. And they they just let him do it. Yeah. And he was a terrible fucking promo. So the fact that he was able to just go out there and like, just fuck around with his promos was hilarious because it was the perfect way to utilize him. And it kind of gave him a crutch because he could talk
0: like a cartoon character. Yeah, like he could talk all goofy with weird sentences, and like almost like fucking Captain Kirk delivery, like he's Shatner, like <laughs> strange. I don't know what's going on. The hurricane. What's up with that? Like just weird shit like that. It was fucking
1: perfect. Holy shit!
0: He just had the ability to cut promos that way, and then yet somehow in this feud, he's the normal one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Although I did love Trailer Park Trash, Jamie Noble and oh, Lydia, yeah. Lydia. That was fucking amazing. I, I love that you keep calling Nidia Lydia. Shut the fuck up. Anyways. (laughs) Media, I just, I I just, you know, this match, the entirety of it, I just, the the one thing that I I thought of was just the hurricane saying, uh, you're going to put a fucking reference in. I I hope she's happier. (laughs) And that's it. And that's sour complete. (laughs) That's all the song references, baby. I am sour.
0: You know how many people that listen to this podcast also listen to Olivia Rodrigo? Not as
1: many as I think we want. <laughs> just me. It's just me. I am the only one. And, and me. Um, what yes, do you think? That's okay. You have a fiance. It's, it's fine. The, it's the third time I've asked. What did you think of the match? I love the match. I told you this earlier. It was a fun match. We get a cool little start here where, where Helms is on top for a little bit. He gets a nice slap. Nice yep. little slap, uh, uh, back arrow, back arrow, back elbow, and he does the little fake pull, fake pull, yeah, <laughs> and then he goes into ground and pound, hits an ensiguri. This man is fucking stacking offense. He does not give yeah. a shit. He is using all of his stamina right away, and then he puts on the figure four like choke with his legs. I don't know what the fuck it's yeah. called, but it was like the most impressive thing because you see when they like kind of pan the camera a little up. To get like a downward look on the thing, homie is like cinched in there. Like his calf is across fuck Jamie Noble's neck. Like if he actually were to pull on that shit, that dude was choking. His head would pop off.
0: Um, he also goes for the choke slam, which I love that the Hurricane has a choke slam in his arsenal. I, I love, love
1: it. that he just kept it on after the one time in the Rumble where he tried yeah. to do a choke slam to Kane and Undertaker.
0: He's like. We can do this.
1: Oh, doesn't he go? He goes for
0: uh, the chokeslam on Triple H in Austin. Oh, yeah. He goes for the chokeslam he's on Triple H. not H tried Austin.
1: on Bunkaded Undertaker, too, though. He
0: might have, too, but the one that's more famous is uh, Triple H and Austin are in the ring and Hurricane's the next entrant down. And he's like, huh, huh, goes for the chokeslam. And they're like,
1: what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how you get a talent over by Without
0: putting him over.
1: Yeah. That's how you do it, people. You just make it funny as fuck. Nidia with a
0: distraction. Noble takes Hurricanes head off at ringside with a clothesline. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jamie Son.
1: That's not a clothesline. That is a lariat, sir. Let yes. uh, me get a- pool. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Oh, literally right. a second after the clothesline, they, they show the grounds. That is the glossiest ringside mat I've ever seen in my life. Fresh. Evan, it looked so clean. It's fresh. Literally, because literally while I was watching this match- um, what was I watching? I was watching. I think it was clips of last night's NXT episode, maybe. Uh, and the like, it's just normal looking mat. Like you could just see, oh, that's a mat. Whatever that floor on this fucking match was so glossy, you could tell me that's a legit floor, and I would been like, cool, yeah.
0: It's clean.
1: It's so. Glo- it's not even clean. It's just glossy as fuck.
0: I always like playing with that in WWE 2K where it's like, you can change what your your gear is made of. And it's like, I'm going to make it the shiniest fucking thing in history. I'm
1: going to be the shiniest wizard. I'm going to glow.
0: Literally. Literally. So Uh, yes, uh, Noble takes off, uh, Hurricane's head at ringside. Then we get a long abdominal stretch by Noble. Which I liked because he was
1: doing like, uh, forearm shots to the, to To the the ring page. Yeah. Shit.
0: Yeah. But Hurricane would get an inside cradle for a two. Um, I, her, again, Hurricane, one of his best moves is a neck breaker. He flips out of a backdrop, gets a swing neck breaker. It's
1: really nice. That man loves a neckbreaker. He does. He really does. You said it you really said it. Oh, so, so there's a point here where he does like a flying, like jumping clothesline type deal, forearm club. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking in my head, holy shit, Roman Reigns copied that from the hurricane. <laughs>
0: Yes, everybody cops the hurricane style. We know this. I
1: was like, what? And then it makes sense. And then I started thinking about it even more. Wait, no shit. He'd be watching a lot of hurricane matches. His brother is Rosie. He
0: he totally copped it. I
1: agree. He copped it from the
0: hurricane. And you know what? I recently just watched the, the new trailer for the Batman. I'm pretty sure Robert Pattinson stole all of his Batman characteristics from the hurricane, too.
1: I don't know about that one, Chief. I'm pretty sure he just chirped. Like, I was watching it, and I was just like, holy fuck. This Batman this is, is going to be so good. This is what if Robert Pattinson's character from Twilight is now Batman. And and in my head, I'm like, that sounds stupid. But no, it actually really fucking works, because that character is perfect for the Batman. I am, I am really excited for the Batman. It's going to be so good. I am so excited to see my girl Kravitz. She
0: kills it, it in inn. like... <laughs> In like ten Zoe. seconds of screen time in the trailer, it's like, oh, Catwoman's going to be
1: good. Zoe Kravitz, I love you. Uh, Let's just okay. say, if I were the Batman and I see her, I am no longer the Batman. I am the Catman. I am, I am the, not fighting crime anymore. I am Catwoman. the stay-at-home, stay-at-home <laughs> dad. I am spending my nights encouraging whatever the fuck <laughs> she wants.
0: Uh. Hurricane and Nobler trading shots. He gets the the neckbreaker, like I said. And then we get a top rope neckbreaker for a two by Hurricane. Nidia distracts
1: again using the Hurricane. Nobody uses the Hurricane. You don't just do Hurricane. that. I just yeah. wrote Nidia, you bitch. <laughs> Hurricane does not Xplex yeah. from inside the rig, and he takes nobody, drops him to the outside with it.
0: Then we get a crossbody off the top rope by Hurricane, which
1: was dope. Then uh, Nidia, dis- I said it right that time. You I did. said it right that time. I'm proud of you. Distracts Hurricane. Noble kicks him in the fucking face. Yes.
0: In the face.
1: And then, you know, because standard offense here, Hurricane hits a top rope swinging neck breaker. Nidia distracts the ref. Oh, you're, you're retreading again. No, I said Nidia. I said
0: it. No, s- no. What I mean is we already talked about that. If she distracts with the Hurricane. Then we get the Xbox. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. No, this is when he hits oh, yeah. a top rope, swing a neckbreaker. Yeah. And then she gets on the apron to distract the referee. Yeah. That's not with the hurricane. Oh, yes,
0: because Noble wanted to do a, a suplex over the top rope, just like Hurricane did. And then Hurricane fights off, hits a neckbreaker off the top rope. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, there was this a, is, now
1: of, you're the one that's messed up here. Uh, some of these spots just blend together. And I'll yeah, say the, the word spots. neck breaker. Yeah, blame the spots. Don't blame yeah. yourself, of course. No, I am perfect. This is when the audience finds out that Evan does not know how to take accountability for his mess ups. No, I am perfect. Everyone knows this. Uh, <laughs> um, massive choke slam. Yes. Huge, huge choke slam. That, Kane was could great. Never. <laughs> that was one of the best choke slams I've seen outside of Caden Undertaker. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, it's a two count. Yeah, Noble kicks out. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and then Hurricane gets up on the top rope. Noble like runs and kind of like hits crouches, the, the crouches top them, rope yeah. so that or hits the top rope from the middle portion of it so that Hurricane would get crotched, pulls him off, hits a power bomb. Uh he it's kind of like the the Rollins pock match from a yes. couple years ago where uh Pac hit the, the red arrow and he had uh Rollins' foot got on the rope, and that's that was the near fall spot. Because his foot, like landed on the rope, because of the over, uh, he over pulled them back, yeah, yeah, over torque on the on the the pin, you know, the same spot happened here where Hurricane's foot was on the top on the bottom rope, but Nidia comes, fucking sideswipes his foot <laughs> so that it gets knocked off. The ref finishes the count. Jamie Noble wins, and he's now the cruiserweight champion.
0: A great debut for Noble. Like he, he came in immediately. Has a gimmick, has a storyline with Nydia, Now gets the cruiserweight title. Like they made Noble immediately.
1: You know what's crazy about all of this is, like probably like a couple weeks ago. Whoever knows how long of, before this was, we literally covered his last independent match, which is that when he lost ROH title to Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And now he is with Nydia, winning the cruiserweight title. Oh, the match with Daniel Bryan happens after this wait what
0: year is this this is 2002 he gets released oh, from his contract shit. in 04 goes to the indies wins the ROH title. I am messed up yeah Yar. but that's okay uh so let's get ahead to 2003 where Hurricane started a mini feud with The Rock The Rock wanted to work with Hurricane because he thought that Helms was very funny so our promo this week is not. we're not looking at the match we're looking at the promo between Rock and the Hurricane
1: should have looked at the match the um, match is also great so The Rock starts off the promo messing with Coach. Coach shows up to Rock's locker room, and he immediately asks
0: Coach if he's on crack. <laughs> and It was at that point where I was just like, yes. The yes. answer is yes. Rock tells uh, or asks Coach, who cut your hair, Ray Charles? Beat it. Wash your ass.
1: Also, uh, while I was watching this promo on my laptop, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I follow The Rock, and The Rock popped up holy fuck how are these two individuals the exact same person it is a
0: wild transformation
1: he does not look anything like the rock of
0: 2003 no no he's we grew this one in a lab
1: same skin color because you know obviously
0: but that's it other than that though this dude is huge um, Rock is in his personal dressing room and he's looking for his guitar. He pulls back a curtain to find the hurricane just sitting there.
1: And the way he just stares at him, the hurricane does not move at all. And rock, the, the rock, excuse like, excuse the just, rock for one second, one second closes it. It's just like, what the fuck?
0: oh, it's good. And
1: then Hurricane gets let out. Well, hurricane, hurricane comes out, and at one point, he goes, Last week, you challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to a face to face, and then this week. You've got Eric Bischoff and his criminal committee doing all your dastardly work. What's up with that?
0: <laughs> rock says he wanted to talk to the Hurricane, but asked him how long he had been waiting there. And in if the he rock saw him locker naked. room. Yeah, yeah, asked him if he saw us naked, and then the Hurricane talks about whipping the Scorpion King's ass because this is the time when Scorpion King was a thing. He'd been back from Hollywood.
1: Uh, yeah. It was the Rock that tossed your little hamburger ass over the top, bro and then he starts listing the rock starts listing all the mcdonald's characters yes uh like grimace hurricane goes i remember you screaming but it was when booker t threw your ass over the top rope that you were screaming
0: and hurricane mimics him perfectly mimics booker t mimics the Rock. it's great if you're gonna watch anything from this you should watch this promo
1: this is fucking fantastic
0: uh, Rock calls Hurricane hundred pounds nothing five foot nothing. His cell phone goes off. Cacao. He says it's nothing. He knows you. <laughs> Great shit.
1: Uh, he makes the Scorpion King reference. I don't remember what the fuck he was saying here. I never watched the Scorpion King. Did you? Uh, I did. It's. I bad. saw the Mummy. Scorpion King's bad.
0: He he's talking some ancient language, and uh, yeah, it. He's saying that. Um, he's like, do you know what it means? And Hurricane says, from what I saw behind that curtain, I believe it means the Scorpion King has a tiny (laughs) ding-a-ling. it's great.
1: It's a great line. Say it again. I'm sorry.
0: That was perfect delivery. (laughs) From what I saw behind that curtain, I believe it means the Scorpion King has a tiny ding-a-ling and the rock just freaks out because you ever want to upset somebody you just challenge the size of their manhood.
1: So for those who can't, for, so everyone listening to this, you can't see it, but Evan gets so invested when he says ding-a-ling, his <laughs> eyes literally open. I don't know if he even notices it. His eyes go full beady eyed. This he is my serotonin. He opens up all the way and he this goes,
0: ding-a-ling. <laughs> ding-a-ling a funny word, man a funny word um Man, it looks like fucking norman Bates while he's saying "ding <laughs> uh hurricane calls rock a coward says he's afraid of stone cold says he's full of brahma bull crap and then does his cape flip and flies away
1: yeah yes and your gums they do flap but it would appear that you're full of brahma bull crap
0: yeah and then he he so he leaves Rock is freaking out and then ends the segment by pointing at his dick and saying, you're still the man.
1: Still the man. <laughs> still He's the man. also like third person talking to the crowd too, even though they're in a locker room. Because <laughs> I guess you can hear the crowd. It's an arena.
0: And um, my we, we skipped over it, but The Rock also insults Hurricane by saying, you're a superhero with braces. <laughs> 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 what are you, president of student council?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> great, great lines.
1: Fantastic. This is the this is the fa- my favorite part of the rock is when he's, like, burying someone, but it's also someone who can give it right fucking back to him.
0: Yeah, like, Hurricane got enough shots in to, to not be buried. This is not a Billy Gun treatment. No, this is not a,
1: dear God, it's, it's me, me Billy. Billy. This wasn't one of those situations. This was fucking Hurricane giving it right back to him, like, ending it with Brahma bull crap, and then, like, flying off like a faux superhero like he's fucking kick-ass is hilarious.
0: Oh, kick-ass. A movie I had zero knowledge about what it was going to be about and I was like, superheroes, alright, walked in was like, this movie's amazing.
1: Kick-ass 1 and 2 are fantastic movies.
0: It's excellent. Um, this promo was also excellent. If you're going to w- listen to something, go watch it. We, As much as we did a good job, we can't do it justice for the delivery, no. especially for The Rock. Go, Go watch it. You can watch it on fullpresswrestling.com. There you go. There's yeah, the I've plug. Yeah, I
1: put the links to everything on Yeah, that.
0: I put the links every week. Um, let's take a break. When we get back, we're looking at Hurricane Teaming with Rosie. With the Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back from the break. We're at Backlash 2005. It is a tag team championship gauntlet for the World Tag Team Championships on Raw. Uh This collection of teams, what the fuck? Evan. I, I intentionally did not list them on the match sheet, so Javier would not know what to expect. I also didn't look them up. I just knew it was one of... It was a match where the Hurricane Rosie spoilers win the tag titles.
1: Evan, yes. when you did this to me, I need <laughs> you to know that you, have, you opened a memory vault in my mind that has not been touched since 2005. All right. Because when the match started and I looked at when I skipped through to the beginning of the match and I saw in the ring... Regal and Tajiri. I was like, okay, yeah, I remember them as a tag team still to this day. That's a thing that happened. It was an oddball pairing. And then I looked across the fucking ring, and I saw who they were facing. And I saw... Romeo and Antonio, the fucking heartthrobs. Evan, I literally, you know, you ever seen That's So Raven, the fake she makes where she's like having the vision, where she's like, I, that was me, and that was my face while I was unlocking the vault of fucking Romeo and Antonio, the fucking heartthrobs.
0: I My first note is it starts with the heartthrobs. Romeo and Antonio, who the fuck are
1: these guys? A <laughs> oh, gimmick that lasted literally probably just this pay-per-view. And that was it.
0: So William Regal and Tijuri are the tag champs going in. They're also one of the first two teams against the heartthrobs. I am not entirely certain, but I'm pretty sure that Antonio is a variant of Tyler Breeze. He is <laughs> from a dark timeline where Breeze never got to be fun. And he just instead becomes this a douche. Is one of the, this is like Loki's He's yeah, one exactly. of the Lokis. He's a variant. He's one of the Tyler Breezes. Um, the fact that Regal can do technical wrestling with anybody, including Antonio, is amazing.
1: By the way, the hearthrobs fucking suck.
0: Uh, Regal does some nice technical work, tags into Jerry, who has Big the, kicks. the best low dropkick I've ever seen.
1: Big kicks. Good basement dropkick. Yeah. Good uh, good high kicks or buzzsaw kicks, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. He them.
0: does this weird underhook in-ring version of the tarantula
1: and almost gets himself pinned. Yeah. I was like, Tajiri, baby, what are you doing? Fucking hilarious. Antonio hits a back suplex, which looked decent because I feel like even you could hit a back suplex. I like to think so. Yeah, man, you know, go grab Cooper. Hit one right now. Come Um, here, Kitty. Come here. And Tajiri hits a sunset sunset flip pin to eliminate the fucking heartthrobs. I was heartbroken.
0: Take your pink feather boas and get the fuck out of here and then who back comes, to ovw who comes out next but, but Simon no, no no no
1: do not even this is my job okay hit me <laughs> because my mind if it was not blown by the fucking heartthrobs boy was it blown here because in 2005 we got a Two we got two individuals that were brought together in the most fantastic way because the next team is Simon Dean. Yes, the exercise guru King who came out in a fucking segue most weeks. And fucking Maven.
0: Yes, the guy it.
1: that eliminated The Undertaker in that one Royal Rumble. Everyone's favorite New York bouncer now, Maven. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: I just wrote, is this the fucking heat division? I love it. The, no, this is NXT 2.0. Based on Simon Dean, you would not know that Nova was actually good in ECW. He was. He was. He was le- fucking, he,
1: wait, he was in, He was, in, he he was C- Nova. He's
0: part of the BWO with Blue Media and Stevie Richards. He's the third guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's Hollywood Nova.
1: Yeah. He's good. I always forget who the third guy is. I only remember the fat one and Stevie Richards, the main event of all wrestling. The disrespect to the blue meanie. Um, I'm sorry. Is he not just the fat one? He's the blue meanie.
0: The fact is, Simon system was too early. Simon system right now would be gangbusters. Can
1: you imagine Simon Dean in fucking NXT 2.0? Simon They'd have to to NXT 3.0.
0: Simon Dean with all the fucking pyramid schemes that exist in the world right now, and the Peloton so well, yeah, he could be a Peloton guy, and he could have like a valet, and she sells Monat products and fucking Arbonne and Mary Kay, and she's in all the schemes at once. Oh my god, yeah, be great. And they're into crypto and shit. (laughs) Dogecoin. Uh, regal gets uh, a cheap shot on Dean. We get dropkick by Tajiri. Ma- Maven tries
1: to stop the hot tag, but just pushes Tajiri no, into there's the tag. There is a fantastic Simon Dean leg drop. Where right before he does the leg drop, he does he lunges. Does lunges. <laughs> He's always getting his. I was in. And- <laughs> this man knows what the fuck is up. <laughs> What a fantastic gimmick. Bring him back.
0: Like I said, Maven fucks up by knocking Tajiri into Regal, so Regal does get the hot
1: tag. The the tag is hot. Regal's fantastic hot tag. Regal's coming in cooking. And at one point he kicks the absolute fuck out of the side of Diamond Head. Simon Simon Dean's head. And they eliminate them. He grew tag teams. He steals the punt before the punt was a thing. And then we get. The French Fox, the French Connection, the knockoff version of La (laughs) Resistance.
0: I am so happy I picked this match because it's full of just
1: nonsense. It's the knockoff version. It's literally it's the, the knockoff it's version. It's the
0: Quebec version. So at this point, there is no uh, Rene Dupree. He has gone off to being a French phenom on SmackDown. He is in his single stardom. He is becoming Javier's favorite wrestler. He's instead. the goats with Fifi. It is Rob Conway and Sylvain Grenier. Um,
1: what the fuck was that? It's Sylvain Grenier.
0: Okay, guy from Boston. I'm not going to take your advice on pronunciation of French names.
1: Says the Portuguese man. Who lives in Canada, where he had to take French his whole off, goddamn life. not Quebec.
0: I'm, going I'm not going to take
1: this. Not Quebec.
0: <laughs> um, La resistance gets in the match, and they are doing a good job of just working over Tajiri. And then Regal. They just this fuck is, I
1: feel like this was a hate crime, by the way it was a hate crime that occurred here at one point it was a crime and i hated it um i at some point i wrote destroy these dudes you french kings and then i realized this wasn't the original la resistance so i was like wait no take it back i take all of this back yeah your love is
0: only for Rene dupree
1: exactly rob conway what the fuck who the Ro- fuck Ro- is Robert this dude conway. uh and so at one point uh, Regal tries putting on the Regal stretch, which yep. is a fantastic submission move. True, fantastic. He almost he gets it cinched in for like a second because Sylvain comes and saves him. Uh Save Conway. Conway rolls up Regal, pulls the tights. One, two, three. We're gonna get new champions. So
0: Tajiri had Grenier in the apron because he was going for the tarantula, and then he gets knocked off the apron. Regal, oh yeah, Grenier off dead. the apron. And then when he was doing that, Conway comes in with the roll up. Guaranteed new champions. Valiant effort by Regal and Ijiri, who were just fighting through the, the most nonsensical group of teams I've ever seen.
1: It's incredible, though. It's incredible. And then the the first thing we hear: stand back. There's a hurricane coming through.
0: Of course, it's Hurricane and Rosie, uh, the shit. If you didn't know, superhero in training.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I know, I know it's like in. in If you look at it from a non-person-who-enjoys-it perspective, it's like, what the fuck is this gimmick they have just given to this massive Samoan man who could be so much more? But I fucking loved everything about Hurricane and Rosie. Yeah. Everything. It was fantastic. It was a great gimmick. Honestly, I thought their tag run should have been even longer as far as, like, you know, success. Like, it it was so good. I, I honestly thought they had really good chemistry together, too, in the ring. Uh, You know, they weren't putting out five-star matches, but how many tag teams in this era are? So it's like, I don't know. I love this match. I loved everything about this. Uh, When I saw Rosie running down, I shed a tear. R.I.P. Fantastic person. Fantastic wrestler. Go ahead, Evan. Hurricane up top.
0: Huge crossbody. Hasn't even taken off the cape yet. He's ready to fucking party. I thought they were going to get the quick win here when he hit the crossbody. I was like, is he going to win with the cape still fucking on? Uh, at one point, Grenier like, press slams Hurricane just onto the top of the turnbuckle and goes leg first. Yeah, that looked fucking awful. That didn't look like it was supposed to be that way.
1: Holy shit. Um, and then Rob Conway drops an elbow from the apron on Hurricane. Um, that We get a lot of good solid heel work from La Resistance mm-hmm. here. They cut the ring off. They're really uh, making Hurricane's life a living nightmare. Um, until sylvan missed a fucking middle rope elbow drop because he slipped it's because he was doing his best greg valentine impression (laughs) he fucking slipped he's like i'm gonna miss an elbow drop just like greg but he slipped i know that was probably like the design spot was for him to miss it anyways but he definitely slipped (laughs) he slipped we get the hot tag for
0: Rosie, he runs over Conway and Grenier.
1: Yeah, he fucking ate. He was going ape shit. He hits a world slung, strongest slam to Conway, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's the end of the match! He just yeah. murdered this man." Uh, and Then Sylvan comes.
0: Yeah, Rosie's trying to stand up against both of them. Uh, they do like a. They called it a like a choke slam, but it was kind of like a spine buster. Yeah, it was
1: like a tag team spine buster. They yeah. both
0: grabbed one side of it uh hurricane is just waking up by the way
1: yeah because he was did no he got decked by rob conway right before the spine buster oh yes yes that was he also fucking cl- nuts cl- um the the baby faces eventually get the advantage again because rosie is a monster yes you can't keep him down for long he takes out pretty much everyone uh ruins sylvan conway's laid out uh, scoop
0: slam to conway
1: scoop slam to conway Gets uh hurricane tells Hurricane to get up on the top rope. Hurricane then gets on his uh on Rosie's shoulders, does a little dive onto Conway. One two three, the superheroes are tag team champions,
0: and they would be tag champions for a little. They would lose the titles, I believe, in September to Cade and Murdoch. There's a throwback for you.
1: That's not as much of a throwback, though, because like, I remember them. Yeah,
0: they they were actually okay. Uh, and then we get a losing R.T. streak. R.I.P. Lance Cade. And during the October 17th episode of Raw, the hurricane was assaulted by Kurt Angle at the request of Vince McMahon. Why?
1: I don't know. Vince McMahon is a crazy billionaire who does what he wants. Uh, wait, after man. the Holy beating. shit, wait. Time out. What's up? R.I.P. Lance Cade. And also, congratulations to Trevor Murdoch, the current NWA champion. Yeah, good for Murdoch.
0: Uh, After the beating, footage was shown of the Hurricane ripping off his mask and striking Rosie because he did not help fend off ankle. The next week, Hurricane no-showed a world tag team title match, leaving Rosie to face the champions alone. During the match, Hurricane, out of costume, appeared at the top of the entrance ramp, reverting to his real name, Gregory Helms, and watched as Rosie was double teamed and defeated. Sad. After the match, he said he was fed up with being funny for the crowd and that he was sick of carrying Rosie as a tag team partner. And instead would go by his regular name, Gregory Helms. Sadness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a sad tag team breakup. They would have one match in the feud. Uh, Helms would beat Rosie. Helms would do something else random before um, our next match, which is the 2006 Royal Rumble, the Cruiserweight Invitational. What a match. The field is stacked. Kid Cash is the champion. You got Funaki. You got Nunzio. You got Jamie Noble, Paul London, and of course, Gregory Helms. This is a heck of a division.
1: So I didn't know. It wasn't until, like, honestly, this podcast started where we started watching ECW content that I realized that Kid Cash was an ECW guy. Yeah. I thought he was just a WWE cruiserweight who just, like, came from somewhere. Nah. Uh,
0: you could not convince, like, 10-year-old me when Kid Cash was in, w- in ECW that he, him and... um Kid Rock around the same person. <laughs> Which I think was the bit. was that He looked hey, at him like do look like and I was like, that's the guy who sings Ba with the Ba. <laughs> 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 what's he doing? Doing a Rick and us
1: I didn't realize you were from the Bronx or wherever the fuck part of New York. Every
0: time that I think of young me, I do the same thing that John Mulaney does where the voice is, well, I don't know what's happening here. Like It's just like this young <laughs> old man.
1: And the first time you were doing it though when you were like bop at the ball and everything you sounded just like fucking tony soprano oh man i wish so this is an
0: open invitational it's open to all former current and cruiserweight champions there are six spots tornado style this is also the royal rumble where they have the it's like uh castle themed and they have the squires opening the gate for the entryway it's
1: funny as hell and this this is a good Royal Rumble. This is one that uh, Rey Mysterio wins. Yeah.
0: Hey, you're going to be at uh, the Royal Rumble? Yeah. What's your job? Don't want to talk about it. You'll <laughs> see me a lot.
1: Where is the Royal Rumble next year? Do we know? Uh, is that that is
0: a great question. I will look it up. You Are just we going to the match?
1: Are we going to the Royal Rumble? Um, <laughs> the match starts off hot, uh, like very hot. Everyone kind of just pairs off and goes goes their own way. It's kind of fun. The
0: 2022 Um, Royal Rumble will take place in St. Louis.
1: Good barbecue in St. Louis.
0: Maybe we have fans in St. Louis. You can put us up.
1: Jason Tatum is our fan in St. Louis or from St. Louis. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Um, So many pin combinations at the beginning of this match. So fucking many. I didn't write them all down because there was like seven. Yeah, there was too many um they're all smackdown guys except for gregory helms yeah so
0: first let's talk about a little bit more about the the entrance uh funaki's gimmick is just he loves smackdown he is smackdown's number one announcer he's SmackDown here uh nunzio looks like how many guys i went to elementary school look like now
1: he also looks exactly like christopher moftizani from fucking the sopranos so many Sopranos references. Well, uh, he does. What do you want and to do? Paul London comes out with a fucking VIP
0: mask from Squid Game. <laughs> it's got the full gold and everything.
1: It's crazy. Oh, my God.
0: I knew that Paul London was up to some shady shit.
1: <laughs> Is Paul London the mastermind behind Squid Game?
0: Yeah, tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's five SmackDown guys, and they're like, who's the sixth guy? It becomes Gregory Helms, and they say that he's allowed to, even though he's a Raw superstar, because he is a former Cruiserweight champion as the Hurricane. Stand back.
1: There's a Hurricane coming through. There's a Helms
0: coming through.
1: No, it doesn't work. Nope. Uh, Kid Cash gets a massive fucking head kick, I think, on Funaki for a near fall. Yeah. Um, Nunzio does like a hair pull zigzag type deal on Kid Cash. And then, my God, Paul London, the most yeah. innovative man in all of professional wrestling, does a dropkick on on Gregory Helms while at the same time doing a moonsault
0: to and lands
1: on Jamie Noble for
0: a near fall. I was like, he is cooking. He's like a mini little senton on Helms uh, and then is tossed off the top rope to the floor by Helms. The Paul London episode is going to be crazy. He was doing so well. Uh, We get a Sicilian slice leg drop by Nunzio, which is the leg drop from the top rope. Good shit. Uh, Noble breaks it up. Nunzio catapults Noble in the turnbuckle, and then we get a Bulldog by Funaki. I I knew what the result was of the match. I was still cheering for Funaki. Because everyone should cheer for Funaki. He's great. Funaki's great. Indeed. Uh, Noble goes through the second rope onto two guys. I couldn't even tell who they
1: were. Noble gets thrown. He th- he gets oh, he thrown. Gets th- he gets launched. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he turns it into uh, a suicide dive. He goes onto Nunzio. Kid Cash knocks Funaki off the top rope into Nunzio and Noble. Yeah. Uh Paul London like I I guess he I forget what he did to Kid Cash. But he then super he gets on this him. Then he get yeah, he get, he's like super kicks him. Then he goes on the top rope, hits a shooting star press onto everyone. <laughs> onto everyone not named Helms. And then uh, Helms gets back and gets in the ring. I think it's on Paul London. He hits a a top rope swinging neck breaker. He gets hurt too, so there's no pin.
0: Yeah, and then Cash crawls back into the ring.
1: Kid Cash crawls back into the ring, hits a brain buster on Paul London for a near fall because it got broken up by Nunzio and Noble. That was a nice brain buster. It was a beautiful looking brain buster, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Noble hits a gut buster on Nunzio uh yes and then a dragon sleeper on yeah. funaki he puts a dra- no then it was on it was on it was on funaki, funaki yeah. then because he put he transitions into the dragon sleeper um shane helms uh dumps noble hits a shining wizard on funaki one two three craig helms is, is the, the new champion. concert ray
0: champion and would be, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, for 385 days. Was part of that because WWE didn't know what to do with the Cruiserweight Championship anymore? I mean, yes. he's having some good matches. But he did have a lot of good matches as a complete douchebag heel.
1: On SmackDown. Because Showing that he has the range
0: because he was a beloved superhero and then yeah. also became an insufferable asshole.
1: He was so fucking
0: annoying.
1: Who else has been a good superhero and an
0: asshole? Is Ben Affleck in that category?
1: hell yeah have you seen um what the fuck is the movie fucking uh the the new one he's in no the kevin smith movie from the 90s oh, well, Mallrats. chasing amy oh chasing, chasing amy. amy also yeah. mall rats yeah no yeah. mall rats he's an asshole too yeah he's the worst
0: um he would hold the title like i said 385 days was the third last champion because the next two were java guerrero and hornswoggle <laughs> and then it was retired um Helms will go to TNA for a while. uh, And now is best known for being a mildly frequent Royal Rumble surprise and a WWE producer.
1: Yeah. He's
0: shown up in two of the last four Rumbles, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And he was in TNA for a while. Yeah, with the Um, Helms dynasty. Yes. Andrew
0: Everett and uh, Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee is... Which is Cameron
1: Grimes. Cameron Grimes, yeah. Who also was a North Carolina guy. Yes, so is Trevor Lee, I believe. This all makes sense. It's all... And not true. Trevor Lee. Uh, so is Adrian. Everett. yeah.
0: Who is like nowhere
1: meant. now, which is weird because he was actually pretty good. That is weird. Uh, what were your thoughts
0: on going through the career of one Gregory Helms?
1: I had so much fun
0: with these matches. <laughs> uh,
1: he, he is consistently in fun shit. Like these honestly were all so much fun. Like the two latter matches were just train wrecks. The second one being the best of the bunch. Like him and Noble had a fun pretty good match that had a really funny and compelling story the promo at the rock was the best thing we did honestly might be one one of the the best best things we've covered we yeah we've covered in general on this whole podcast the tag team turmoil match was fucking fantastic who cares about the in-ring work it was whatever it was like a 10-minute match anyways but the moment at the end where they win is fantastic seeing the bootleg la resistance seeing the heart throbs seeing simon dean for like a minute (laughs) like regal doing regal shit it was it was a really fun match and the six-pack challenge was just a train wreck from beginning to end uh it's like seven minutes long or some shit like that and and they just went beat for beat so fucking fast everyone was in sync no mess ups everything was crisp a lot of good talent they just went out there and put on one of the best seven-minute matches you'll see
0: one thing i'll say about helms is yes in a lot of the matches he is working with a lot of other actors right and it's hard to get your shine in when you have so many other guys he always stood out he always had some good moves but the other thing is that he seems to be the one who kind of keeps everything moving he's good at just you know hitting the spots nothing looks bad it's always crisp it's always clean you understand why
1: a guy like that would become a producer he clearly knows what the fuck he's doing yeah yeah I mean, there was a lot of times, even in those ladder matches, uh, you know, he's a part of three count. He's not even like the, the member of three count. It was Evan courageous. It was,
0: he was the JC Shazay of three count. Wow. Yeah. Shannon Moore was the Joey Fatone. (laughs) I'm sorry, Shannon. It's true.
1: (laughs) So fucked up. Uh (laughs) Um, true but fucked up and you know it's yeah and, and he was really the person that stood out a lot in those matches i mean shannon was obviously like someone that really stuck out in the second set ladder match But the first one i would say yeah like shane helms was the one that stuck out to me the most of three count at least
0: yeah maybe he was taken over by jamie's son because jamie noble was really good
1: in that match too no no i'm not counting those people not counting <laughs> them. just three count only <laughs>
0: I really enjoyed it. And again, Hurricane is one of those gimmicks that is c- clearly meant for the kids. And you know what? We were kids when Hurricane was a thing. So we fucking love him. So anytime he's going to come back in the in the Rumble as Hurricane, I'm going to pop every time. Yes.
1: And I guarantee you that if we ever do a Matches We Missed volume, whatever the fuck. Uh, Three. Yeah, whatever the fuck for this podcast. Uh, Hurricane will be on that. Yeah. because we'll, they, we'll I just need one. more hurricane content in my veins.
0: We'll, we'll we'll find one for sure. Maybe we'll do the Hurricane Rock match then. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. That is going to wrap up this week's episode. Next week, we're going back to cover a women's wrestling legend, an absolute fucking star, uh, somebody that uh, we has been interviewed by one of the podcasts we follow, which is Boots the Face. They've interviewed her before.
1: It's Mickey James. Oh shit yeah we're covering Mickey James next week. I didn't know that yeah shout out to Mickey. she's yeah. getting a women's championship uh a knockouts championship matchup about a bound for glory good in a she's week great That's actually good it timing, maybe this man. weekend I think it is this weekend, and yeah. she might actually win like I think she could win like good. legitimately
0: Mickey James is excellent and deserves all the flowers, so we're gonna give them to her
1: yes, Mickey James is awesome, great person fantastic podcast. She's a great yeah, podcast. I love seems her. She's like a great lady. She loves wine. Who doesn't? She's like very much one of those like women who who are uh, late thirties, you know, uh, early to mid forties, who like has children and just like I want to hang out with the girls and drink wine. Yes, it's a
0: fun. It's a fun vibe. I get the vibe.
1: It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. vibe Eminem and I will never be able to understand.
0: It's true. It's true. Well, instead, I'll be frustrated and getting. Getting murdered in zone by 14 year olds <laughs> for the rest of time.
1: i tea bagged. <laughs> you fucking
0: children. That, all right. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter Machines at JMLO Sports. You I am also on the Twitter machine. Follow me at Itevan Gomes ITS E V A N G O M E S follow the podcast on Twitter at Crossbody of Work Be one of the first two thousand followers. Get there, we're getting close. Uh, also, be sure to check out because we're going to try and get some new merch going on. And yes. also, I think I'm going to start treaming on Twitch because I figured that's right. Treaming. No streaming. No S. No S here. Just streaming. I'm, I'm going to be streaming. I'm going to start streaming on Twitch, you know. Uh, and I think I figured it out because you can just be on Twitch with just a mic. You don't need a camera. And that's been the thing that makes my internet shut down. So It'll just be like listening to the podcast. Except it'll be just weird. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird as balls, but we're going to figure it out. Probably play some WWE 2K. Oh, Yeah,
1: yeah. I would offer to do a GM mode with you, but I don't know how to do GM mode.
0: Yeah, you really can't in universe mode. I really hope they bring back GM mode for 2K22. I will buy it on release day, if that's the case.
1: Let's go! Yeah.
0: But that's gonna wrap up this week's episode, Javier. Where can people find? Or no, I already did that.
1: You got any last words for the people? All right, life advice with Javier this week. That's right. Is of it's not going to be a positive. What? It's just not. Oh, it's Jesus gonna Christ. be. It's gonna be a very very annoyed one because before this podcast, I had to deal with the incompetency of someone who don't doesn't know how to deal with PDFs and shit. Uh, so I need everyone listening to this. If you work, and you have to deal with PDFs and shit, and you don't know how to do it. Figure it the fuck out. Okay? Oh, it's not for my era. Oh, whatever the fuck. You tell me to tighten up my bootstraps and get a fucking job. How about you learn how to fucking do yours? All right? Figure it the fuck out. I'm done.
0: Everyone needs to learn how to use PDFs. Also Excel sheets. Also, it's your job. Figure it out. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week to cover Mickey James. See you then.